Welcome to the Business Addicts Podcast, where the stakes are high, talk is cheap, and results are on the other side of commitment. Hosted by a former addict, myself. And I'm his wife, Jamie. We uncover addicts' mindsets, showing that the talents you've created in your struggle will be the superpowers you leverage to heal your deepest wounds. Listen to former addicts share stories of how they've flipped the switch, including insights into how much we can believe in ourselves. For those of you affected by addiction, we support your desire to help the addict in your life by raising the stakes and creating emotional barriers. Hello and welcome back to the Business Addicts Podcast. Today we're going to talk about addicts mindset and some of the things that we have experienced this year as a couple with me as the addict. Let's start at the beginning of the year, Jamie. Anything that you remember around where I was at the beginning of the year? Maybe the first four months or so. Sorry. Yeah, I think I need to go back a little bit farther than that and just kind of regroup overall, Um, especially when you said, you know, with me as the addict, right? Because um, we've been saying former addict and yet we continue to become more and more aware that overcoming the addiction and finding the trauma behind the addiction is like the initial phases, the initial steps, and then building um, in some emotional intelligence or finding, you know, the spaces uh, that need to be kind of filled in, I guess would be my words, is, has been a lot of our work over the last six months. So when, when we go to that six months ago place, you had already been um, doing a lot of work to get to that point. And then here we are still running into, um, over the last six months, beliefs that it's not safe to be connected into the universe. Um, beliefs that it's still not safe to be yourself, but you've, you've become, um, better at planning your own adventures and joining things that are true to you. Like, uh, being part of a barbershoppers group and committed to finding your voice. And I think the really, the biggest thing has been that you've been committed to doing the work and showing up like the, the resistance cycle that we used to see is so much faster. It's so much shorter. It's like, you know what? Okay. Then what's coming up? I'll deal with that. Because, um, prior to that, it was ridiculous how much the resistance would kick in. And now I just feel like, there's a lot less resistance, even though there's still plenty of stuff that continues continues to come up. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I agree with what you said. And the resistance is, it feels like I can feel it now a little bit. I can feel the heaviness. I can feel when it doesn't feel right most of the time. I'm not sure if it's 100%, but it's pretty close. Well, And what you just brought up too speaks to something else that we've become more and more aware of. Like, you know, you felt like God had told you um, at some point in our relationship that you needed to listen to my discernment. And that's tough, right? Because when you're in that space of just, I mean, we all want to be somewhat independent. We want to be, you know, our own versions of a thought leader, and so then when I, when something comes up and I'm like, oh, I can see that this needs to be worked on. Your initial reaction is like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm fine. I can feel and I can tell I'm fine. And um, so for us, me having that discernment and you being willing 
to listen to that discernment has also been part of that process where sometimes you haven't been able to see for yourself that the, <laughs> you know, straight up and down is not straight up and down right now. Like it's a little bit of a, a mess. <laughs> yeah. I think the Enneagram is the thing that helps describe that the most. Jamie is a challenger the way she come. I mean, she's very, very upfront, very to the point about what's going on. So she doesn't, often especially when she's frustrated give me or i would say angry would be the better word uh give me a lot of like fuzzies about what is going on she's more like this is an issue and so that's all i have and i am there's times in the cycle where i am trying to as an enneagram four feel like i'm enough because you know our our inner wound is that we're not enough that that there's something missing there's something flawed in in me or in us any anyone that's also a four and so when she's coming and saying there's something that is holding us back here i at times uh, have been like oh no i, I don't want to address that because then, then i have to start going back and down this wormhole of what's wrong with me which is not what she's saying, but that's where my mind goes. Um, so, yeah, it can be challenging. We've also done work in the last six months on our spiritual gifts. I think that's fairly new. And I have the gift of discernment as one of my top spiritual gifts. So that, like, checking in intuitively, trusting that. And, again, it's not in your top five. Like, we've uncovered healing for you, the gift of healing. And so you've been leaning into that as well. Um but just being aware that discernment is not in your top five. And like for so long, I wanted you to be able to discern that. And now I'm backing off from that and recognizing that that's the part I play and not really expecting it from you because I don't want you to expect healing from me. Yeah, that's, that's nice. I appreciate that because discernment is, is definitely like it makes me go nuts. Like I just see red and I don't want to make certain decisions. I just don't want to have to choose between things. And so Jamie, I mean, there's some things that I need to really step into around making decisions and that I have been working on, I think are important for me to accept the responsibility of and that I can do some planning. I can do some different things that I didn't do before, but uh, at the same time, I don't, I don't want to be in the discernment lane all the time. That that's not, it's not me. How have you felt about the healing lane though? Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned spiritual gifts. So going back to what I felt this year around like creating connection with me and with others, it's been huge. And some of that's been described on this podcast in prior episodes I mean, I can't remember for sure if I've gone through the whole list, but let's just say my top two are exhortation and healing. Mm -hmm. And I think from a just really connecting to reality standpoint, if we're thinking about addict mindset and healing that, going through the process of healing that, uh, this is a huge part of it, mm -hmm. of being able to really connect to reality. So in the healing lane, Jamie touched on this a little bit. We have getting rid of the beliefs that are, you know, just stuffing our head with 
stuff that is hurting everything in our life. And then we've got the addition side of it, which would be teaching definitions, um, just pouring into ourselves, uh, letting God pour into us the things that are going to, you know what? I wonder, uh, as I'm, I've thought about this a lot recently, is he, I'm not actually sure which way this works. Um, I'll give you both and you, maybe you as the listener can decide. Um, I think of it as him giving definitions, teaching all this stuff. And that's one way. And then the other way is like, at our core, we're good at our core. We're, we have everything we need, you know, like he's there with us. He's, he's made us in such a way that, um, if we didn't have all the lies and stuff built on top of that, then we would be fine. So I don't, I, somewhere between the two of those is probably the truth. Um, but if you think about that, get rid of all the junk and then, then what are we going to do? We need to at least be taught again to heal what was wrong in our mind. Um, so I yeah. love that you exposed this idea of wonder because, uh, as you know, we've recently read The Working Genius by Patrick Lencioni, and we've been thinking about how it even impacts our own home as a team, right? Because he talks about the six different types of working genius. And I know that my top two are discernment and galvanizing. And you thought that wonder was not one of your top, but I think it might be because people that start a sentence with, I wonder in a really excited voice <laughs> is probably a good sign that that one might be one we need to work on for you. We already know enablement is one of your top strengths. Anyway, I know we're probably speaking code to anyone that hasn't heard these terms before, but um, Kevin and I use different assessments from Enneagram, DISC, uh, Myers-Briggs, now the working genius we've added, and um, Strengths Finder, a couple others. Uh, Life Languages, I think, is one of the other ones. And that helps us get clear. Actually, human design is one that we've really been leaning yeah. into. And um, they really help us get clarity on who we are as people and then learning how to accept ourselves and accepting the gifts that we've been given. So God-given gifts, spiritual gifts um, is part of that process. And I definitely think there's more here for us to dig into with you and the gift of wonder, because I think you just said that so eloquently. And so like with some energy that just kind of gets all of us curious going, well, yeah, maybe there is a different, I, I wonder. Well, I've been feeling that a little bit today, working with someone else that has a lot of similar personality traits. And I think um, we've also, you're exposing our addiction, a different one our addiction to profiles and people that know us know that that's definitely there. It's been there for a long time and we keep saying we're not going to do any new ones. And then in the last three weeks we found another one that we like. And so I think it's inevitable that there's going to be more that we do like. And what we found is that there is, there's, you know, the human being, our personality, all that we are is so complicated that like Jamie was saying about clarity, if something works to give you clarity about 
how you're different than um, who you are and how you're different from others and and or like how you can work on yourself that is really helpful for any addict and um let's see what which one were you bringing up uh, that was the human was, design one at the end yeah so human design i think all of these i'm still working on i'm still working to understand to a certain extent like meaning how they apply to me but um that has human design has been had an impact a big impact on my whole year um just understanding that as a generator that I am going to be responding to things uh, as they come, you know, people around me. And that, that gives me a lot of energy and I have a lot of energy to help people with whatever they bring to me in the, in the moment. Um, Jamie is very, very different. She's uh, more of, I will go ahead and describe yourself, Jamie, but definitely more of a planner, not interested in just responding to the moment. Yeah, as a manifester in the human design, my strategy is to inform others and not necessarily responding. Responding would make me mental, waiting for other people to bring it to me and then responding. But I love that you have energy, like that gives you energy to respond to what people are bringing you. And for me, I need to create it and inform others that it's coming. And the thing that I have to deal with on my end is knowing that, you know, I might get some kickback from that where, you know, even our kids are like, mom, you've been saying that now for a long time. Yes, but that doesn't mean it's not coming. Um, And so anyway, my strategy has been more to inform, right? And then it also means that I need some thinking time and that I'm not here to build things. I'm here to get other people excited about them, start it, and then move on. Yeah, manifester is i mean the way what i've witnessed is literally like create from from scratch um all the time and like by create i mean manifest it into existence and that's definitely jamie and in a lot of different ways a lot of different development activities she's done in life and is doing even today so uh, hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight into how we're very different and you can find this on every single profile that we have we're on the extreme of difference and that's common with couples especially young couples that get married um, so if that's you I would suggest if you're not interested in personality profiles you don't have to be but get, find someone that can help you with it a little bit and um, you know do do one a, a year or something at the at the at the bare minimum, you don't have to be quite like us. We we did not come pick up six of these in three years. Um, we started with the disc in 2017. Well, I think Myers-Briggs was actually before that. Oh, yeah, Myers-Briggs like probably. 10 years ago, yeah. More than that. Uh, Myers-Briggs was 2006, mm-hmm. you know, and then from there. And then I, there was something else in there, I think, before the disc, but. Anyway, all right, so back to the concept of connection, because I think that's a big deal. I want to speak just a minute to the addicts. The ones that, the people that are around you already know that you don't connect completely. And why is it that we're not connecting? And it comes back to this reality, this reality thing of us I mean, for me, the way I would describe it is I'm just very consumed with 
I would say coping. Like what, what is, what do I need to do today? What do I need to do this hour? Um, is it related to like, is it on, is it enjoyable or is it hard? Let's just say those two categories, like what's on my list, what's enjoyable, what's hard. How can I get to what's enjoyable quicker? And that's, that's a very coping mindset. I think it's also very conscious consciousness related and it's probably to a certain extent cultural like uh when is the weekend here you know oh no monday's terrible all of those thoughts that we expose that we expose about ourselves all the time the opposite of coping is really being connected to everything and understanding that every day every hour every experience every conversation has a purpose and uh, it is very deep and requires bravery to step into. And that's, I wasn't being courageous in those conversations. I was leaving a lot on the table and I was basically just saying, okay, so how can I get through this with a minimal effort? Um, but the truth is that it takes so much effort to manage all that that I'm describing on the coping side or to get through something at the minimal effort, especially if you have a wife like Jamie, uh, that you're, you're just going to, it's just a, it's just a drain. It's an energy drain versus completely being connected to the universe, to each other, to who you're talking to. That doesn't take energy. Even if you're an introvert, that probably will give you good energy. If you're doing it within your true self, you know, within the definition of who you are, connection is a, is a very powerful thing. It, you, you could maybe argue that it's something, connection is like the basic need that we're looking for in life. Um, like how... how is there anything more that we desire? Yeah, I understand. There's some people that want to go be by themselves for months or whatever. I challenge them. Like, do you really want that? After a couple of years, what are you going to want? You know, you're, I'm pretty sure you're going to want to talk to someone. Well, on the flip side of connection can be significance. And if there's the need of significance is getting met, they may not recognize the need for connection all right yet if significance requires people because otherwise who you're being significant i mean is it just is significance just in your own head like by yourself it's a fair point a lot of us it's has to do with other people that might not be the healthy part of it but so i guess I guess the thing that I want to bring out is that it's been percolating for a long time that connection for for me I had these different mindsets of what I thought it was and that took things from me but really it gives me a lot and it's effortless and to me the deepest connections I have are when I'm inside of, I'm operating within my gifts. So 
when I am working with people on healing, that's a deeper connection than walking down the street, even working with my kids on healing. A conversation a couple of days ago with one of our kids and we connected way more than we normally do. And so um, that's an intuitive spiritual thing, a true connection. And so for me, that has changed everything. And there's a lot of potential here uh, for me to still tap into. I would like to introduce that if it had, if it's not something you've thought about, I would like to challenge you to find what your spiritual gifts are, to really focus on all your gifts, natural gifts, spiritual gifts, any type of gift you've got and figure it out more, uh, more about it, be more aware of what they are and see how much of your time you're spending within the, those gifts. And then I would challenge you to find out how you can be there more often. And when you are there more often, what would it take for you to strengthen those gifts? Anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I think that's an excellent challenge. And um, I know you helped us and our family uncover, you know, like our top five spiritual gifts. And I've really been thankful and, and leaning into, you know, the prophecy and discernment. But then the third one is actually leadership. And then the next two are faith and wisdom. And I think leadership and faith have been not something I've leaned into as much as I'm ready to now. And so I'll take even, I'll take on your challenge as well. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what we've got for you today. I think we could come up with a lot of other things, but that is the main point of what we've been learning this year. And I cannot stress how important it is, at least how important it's been for me and for us. So hope you accept that challenge. And uh, if you've got an addict that's looking for help and is interested and is ready to commit, contact me. We are available. Uh, most of the time, Jamie and I are working together nowadays. So you'll you'll meet Jamie too, uh, but definitely uh, give us a shout and we'll be there for you. Appreciate it very much. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in. And to stay in touch, email us at info at businessaddictspodcast.com.